Welcome back to another episode of Men of the Machine, Always Catching Patrick Off Guard. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about a handful of things such as Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I went and saw it. I want to talk okay. about Kevin Smith stuff because I've been watching that, which is cool. And there was a third thing that'll come up to me after the first two things, but... Wait, 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 wait. Is the third thing that you're a fucking hypocrite who gave me shit for buying nope. the Nintendo oh, Classic? Oh, actually, we can talk about that, but in just a minute. I just got back from my run again, which, quick update on that. Running dramatically, dramatically helps my emotional state. Not the actual act of running, because that is the devil spawn type stuff. I absolutely detest it. But on, I still have my moments um, where I'm down. But on days when I run, through the roof, different person. Like, I just, if I run at the end of the day, my morning is generally spent being a, dip, a piece of crap. And then I'm like, oh, wow, I feel great. And it's already the end of the day, and who cares? So running in the morning has been, just changed a lot about my day, so... Just a, a a fun fact. Just a quick little tidbit about the fact that that's actually working for me, and, I, and I'm happy about it. But I made one vital mistake. Now, I know how much you love to exercise, Patrick, so just <laughs> heed this warning, okay? I took one of those. So, like, you know, I, I'd woken up. I'd watched um, Chasing Amy, which we'll talk about in a minute, and I was like, should I shower and then go for a run? That seems counterproductive. Like, why would I do that if I'm just going to go get all sweaty? So I was like, fine, I'll go. But I felt gross. So, like, I changed my shirt because my shirt I'd been wearing since the morning before. It was all, you know, like, stretched out from sleeping in it. And, like, I could feel myself on the shirt, if that makes sense. I was like, this is gross. So I changed my shirt and uh, drank a glass of water. And I I wanted to brush my teeth. But I was like, I brush my teeth in the shower. That's just my system. So I was like, I'm not going to brush my teeth now. So I took a mint. I did remember that. And so you said that. But, yeah, so you did mention that at Comic-Con, which I still find weird. I'm just a shower brusher. It's what I do. But I took um one of those lifesaver like ice burst mints or whatever because we we always have mints around for when the things get intimate gotta have fresh breath for the intimacy okay it's not like in the movies where you just wake up and throw each other's mouths on each other that's weird i don't do that i mean i, mean, I do that but that's fine <laughs> yeah well that's weird and so anyways i took one and so the guy was, who brushes in the fucking shower <laughs> it saves time okay i uh I clean the rest of myself in there. Why not clean my teeth, too? Um, I only use the toothbrush for my teeth, though. Just, okay? <laughs> I don't want you getting mixed ideas. So, though, it was one of those ones that makes, you know, like when you breathe in, it makes your mouth feel, like, icy cool? They actually had a Kool-Aid that used to ha- that, to do that. They had, like, a lemonade flavor, um, and it was called, like, uh, Icy Breeze or something like that. Do you remember that Kool-Aid? No, but they probably use menthol or some other fucking yeah, chemical. It's, it's <laughs> this very specific chemical, and like when you drank the drink, it was like supposed to be cold without being cold, like you breathed in. Anyways, started running, no big deal. Once I had to start breathing, you know, consistently for jogging, <laughs> it hurt so fucking bad in the back of my throat. Like, it, oh it was, yeah, it was like have I you have ever a had? Cure for that, <laughs> oh buddy, oh buddy. Gonna, nope, I was gonna say some. Leave it out. You know that. <laughs> Have you ever had stingy nettles? Have you ever gotten hit by them? No. It's this plant. Those. It's this plant. It's, it's a weed uh, that like grows in brush and all that, so you don't really see it. It's mixed in, like it's not specific looking stalks or anything. Mm. And it, it, you know that feeling when your legs fall asleep and the tinglys and that and that painful feeling. Yeah. It's that, but in real life, so it actually hurts and it's awful, and uh, it, it's all over. It felt like that in the back of my throat, and the first two to three minutes of running was excruciatingly painful so pro tip 
don't have one of those icy blast mints before going for uh, any sort of uh, what do you call it? Cardiovascular activity. This First is atrocious. Of all, I don't generally buy mints, so that shouldn't be a problem. One down. Second of all, you probably shouldn't smoke menthol cigarettes either, just for the record. Well, yeah, also not advised. <laughs> and third of all, like, it wouldn't be relevant by virtue of the fact that I don't do any, either of those things or running, so in no way will this affect my life. Yeah, but who knows? One day. Um, maybe, maybe when we get famous and... And and they pay you millions of dollars to just be one of those like Zach Efron buff guys just for the sake of it, and they and you have like the ability to have everyone make your food and buy it for you, and exercise schedules lined up, and all you have to do is basically just be there. Maybe you'll get in super big shape, and then you'll be like, oh wow, I gotta you know I spent an hour with my trainer earlier. I'm gonna go do a little bit more training, but you know that those garlic wings I ate were a little funky. Here I'm gonna have a, a mint. Whoa whoa whoa! Kevin advised me. That this could end rather poorly during my jog with my trainer, and I don't want to look like a fool in front of I don't know Christian Bale because we're, we're we're workout buddies now because you guys are aren't you similar age? Oh, no, he's probably forty now, isn't he? He's he's older than me by yeah. a substantial margin. Okay, well he's one of those really he's gonna be one of those really buff like fifty five six year olds. So you're gonna be in your forties and he's gonna be your workout buddy. And Christian's gonna be like, dude, come on, even I know you're not supposed to have those, but you're not gonna have heeded my warning because you just blew it off like it would never happen. I'm looking out I mean, for you, buddy. Looking out for you. He's British, so I don't really they don't have a lot of regard for dental hygiene in general. But fair enough. I think he might though. Didn't you see American Psycho? That dude takes his hygiene very strictly you do understand the difference between real and make-believe that wasn't right? a role okay that was him that was a documentary i don't know if you saw making of full documentary fun fact like he's a method actor but i'm pretty confident he didn't actually kill people <laughs> well, agree to disagree so that was nuts and i just you know just just a, a ps a public service announcement just a psa for everybody in the world don't do it b yeah i got a nintendo classic yesterday and i was super stoked so, and I fucking hate you so much because no, you listen. gave me so much shit, and you were just like, oh, it's kind of pointless, but like, oh, hey, to each their own. Like, it's like, it's like oh, that's oh, fucking oh, stupid. Oh, I'm sorry, to each know, their own? Oh, oh, I'm sorry, to each their own? Yeah, that's right, well, really, Yeah, you say really insulting things, and you end it with to each their own. So that doesn't make it okay. Isn't that what everyone it? does? Don't you just Fuck nonstop you. bash my musical tastes and then go, but it's all about what everyone likes to listen to and make in this nonsense. It's what we all do, Patrick. No, 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 no. I freely admit that most of the music you listen to sucks, and there is no caveat to that. But you've got... Okay, we're not doing this now. But I will defend myself with three quick and easy points. One, I will continue to buy, buy shitty products, or buy good products from shitty companies if they suit my needs, such as this fucking awful iMac I'm using right now as my computer. I detest this thing, but... The program was Mac only that I used to record on. It's very good for editing, which I, Windows is just as good, but this has been great for me, and Franny loves it. Which leads me into point two. Franny does not play video games with me, and that just irks me so bad, because I love playing games with people. I don't play by myself, that's lame. This is I something... I only myself. Yeah, well, different strokes. And this is a system that has five different games that she loves and are two-player, uh, three of which are Mario. <laughs> and so <clears throat> it's going to be something that we can do together. Awesome. Final point is it's completely discontinued. I never have a chance again. I don't care anything else. It's like there, we, our last shipment came in um, two weeks ago and, and employees weren't allowed to touch them. And I was like, come on, my manager. I was like, come on, man. 
I worked the last three times they came in, and the fourth time I was at my Franny's grandfather's funeral. Cut me a break here, like anything. I just want. And he's like, "All right, let's see what the line is." Six forty-five a.m. is when I get to work. There was already ten people there. We only had sixteen of them. I was like, "All right, this isn't looking good for Kevin," because he said, "If at open, there's even you know, if there's exactly sixteen people at open, he'll turn one away so that I can have it." Cool, moving on. But then we don't open till seven. Phil gets there. Everyone else gets there. Christy gets there. Whatever. And three more vehicles pull in two people each getting out so i was like all right so there's the 16 at seven in the morning i highly doubt that no one else is going to show up sure enough we get inside turn around a few more cars pull up and he has to go and shoot people away and say we only have 16 so i didn't get one that day super bummed out yesterday i walk into work and there's just two spider wraps sitting on the shelf and i was like wait um hold on what What's going on? Because I thought they would be like the promotional boxes, you know, like just the display yeah. shitty. Um, I walk over and I grab and I was like, oh my God, this is what? And I looked it up and it said that um, they're just getting rid of inventory now. There's no like releases. So yesterday, or well, this would be two days ago, they came in off the truck and uh, they our instructions were to just put them on the floor. Like we're not holding these. We're not release like nothing special. It's just put them out. And if they get picked up, cool. And two of them didn't get picked up because nobody even thought apparently to walk back there for the whole day. Well, I think the funny thing was funny when the when the switches came in at work, mm-hmm. and like everybody was losing their goddamn minds like at, at our job, mm-hmm. that like people weren't lined up when it started. And through the course of the day, like we were selling them like like maybe like one or two an hour, but it was just like we had like twenty of them, mm-hmm. and people like freaking out, like pushing them. I'm like, idiots. They're not going to last the weekend. Like, just yeah. let them fucking be. Like, just go yeah. put them in the back. People will buy them. Like, yeah. it's fucking fine. Yeah. But no, we live in the, we work for the dumbest fucking company on the planet. Yeah. Who it's like, oh my God, if we're not selling it in five fucking minutes, oh my God, this is a yeah. fucking flop. We're all fucked. We don't have any, we're, we're going to be stuck with products. Like, no. Uh, People oh, are going to buy talk the about fucking that. things. Bring up the flop thing later. So, yeah, it was, I thought it was absurd. But I, I was like, I thought these were gone forever and I had come to peace with that. And here's two sitting in front of me. And uh, our boss, or my boss, went on, looked in um, our system to see if there was any inbound, any, like, uh, uh, I think it can go, like, three months out. Nothing. That was the last we're ever going to get in our store. So I was like, you know what? Buying it. Don't care. So now I've got games to play with Franny, and that's exciting. Well, that's the thing. I don't like, um, that's the reason I still to this day have not bought an extra controller for it. Mm-hmm. is because all of the fucking two-player games, I'm using air quotes... Are one, uh, then... Exactly. I was like, I can just do that anyway. Like, that's, what, that's what Kevin yeah. and I were doing in his house Like when, yeah. when he first got it at Christmas. I think like, we were Excite just, like, Bikes playing can and... play two-player. Well, that's the thing. is like Double Dragon, maybe Excite Bike, I don't know. But like, there's only like two or three games where you can actually play two-player at yeah. the same time. I, I, so I bought like... another controller just because um, the Insignia one has a 10-foot cable. So I bought an extension... I just bought the, ex- I just bought the extension yeah. cable. I bought yeah. the extension and the extra because if usually off-brand stuff feels different, like the buttons don't click the same and all that, so whichever controller is more comfortable to me will just be the one that gets used all the time. Um, and then I have the extension plus the 10-foot, so I can literally sit you know, 20 feet away on my couch. Well, no, 16 because yeah. it's a 6-foot. I can sit 16 feet away on my couch, which I th- I'm pretty close to right now, far away from my TV, because I have a 65-inch TV. So that's kind of nice, but... No, I was I, I was stoked. And if you're wondering why I hate Nintendo so much, it's not that I hate Nintendo, but I talked about it on another podcast, and we don't need to relive that argument here. So you know, 
go go back and listen to the Switch podcast, and I explain ex- in 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 depth detail why I detest Nintendo now. Still like the product, hate the company. I still like the company, and the other thing is like the thing that uh, the classic. The reason the classic kind of because originally when I was using the classic for they were just like, oh, it gets boring, blah blah. blah. I'm like. Okay, but the whole reason that I use it is so I'm just like, if I have like 10, 20 free minutes, if I'm going to do something, yeah. I can like put on Mega Man, put on Mario, like put on whatever, play, and then walk out the door. The problem is that once I got the fucking Switch, yeah. it's like Zelda kind of took that place. My Switch. <laughs> My Switch is right here too. I've been playing Breath of the Wild every night before bed. Yeah. Um, well, the, the way I was playing when I first got it was, because um, when I was closing a lot, um, I would basically like leave it next to my bed and then when i woke up i would play for like an hour and then like because by the time i'm all the way woken up is when i like and i'm getting ready to get up yeah but like i've already made some progress in the game uh now it's like basically like since i finished the game and i'm just kind of now just kind of running around finding other stuff and like picking up side missions or whatever um it's basically taking that place where i still want to play my classic but it's like a lot of times just like hey like let's see i can get up to in breath of the wild and like 15 yeah. minutes. Like I, I do most the the another big reason to get the classic, I'm not saying it's necessarily why I did, but when we are, you know, fifty years old and our kids and grandkids think we're super lame for still playing video games or think we're super cool for still playing video games, you can be like, This is the like I played this when I was five. Like it let's let's mess around on this instead of who knows how awesome shit'll be at that point. What that was funny? Was it like um, when the fucking classic came out at Christmas and everybody was like losing their mind trying to get for their kids? They're like, I'm trying to get it for my kids. I'm like, your kids are going to fucking hate this. And I don't mean that yeah. like, in like a way, yeah. but I'm like, when kids have been raised on like fucking Call of Duty to Halo, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like this primitive bullshit. Yeah, like, you don't give it to them to for them to play it. You play it with them as like, just check it out. This is what I did and you explain it. Like I remember growing up, for whatever reason, my parents hate video games, but my mom knew every single little detail to the original Mario, you know, going up above the top, and she knew every block that had an extra life and all that, and I was like, what? Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Because we were, at that point, I was playing, um, we had a Dreamcast, and I was playing uh, uh, Sonic uh, Adventures, which was my favorite, one of my favorite games. And I'm so jealous you had a Dreamcast. Oh, it was phenomenal, and I really want to find another one. Um, and I didn't want to, pl- like, exactly like you're saying, I was like, that's lame. Like, what, why would I play that? But then my mom showed me it, and I got really excited. My brothers had played it when they were, you know, because they're three or four years older than me, they played it when I was playing my Dreamcast, and they loved it. So it was kind of like a, a whole thing. But if you just hand it to them, and you're like, here, plug this in and have fun, or give them an original Game Boy, they're like, all right, I can't do anything. I just go sideways. That's not fun. That's not a fun game. I can play this on my phone. Exactly. That's so, what Super Mario Run is. Yeah, exactly. So Actually, Super Mario Run is actually more technologically advanced. That's fair. It looks a lot, a lot better, but... So that's the end of that. So moving into, sure, Guardians of the Galaxy. I went and saw it on Tuesday with a couple saw buddies. Twice, twice, sir. I won't watch it more than once in theaters. It's I'm not saying it's not worth it, but I'm not watching it more than once in theaters. It was. I, I, I'm already planning my third and possibly my fourth. <laughs> it was great. I'm, I. It was. It was. I'm becoming harder to please. Something's changing in me. I don't know what's going okay. on. Okay. What, no. What's happening, Kevin? is the more you actually... Because when I met you, you never watched anything except for The Office, apparently. Um, that, and that's still I, partially true. I know. I've introduced you into a world where you're watching films. The way you start to, like, 
kind of gauge good from bad in films is the more films you watch. Like when I was a kid, I loved everything I watched. I love fucking Howard the Duck. Like it's just like all of that <laughs> shit. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> the answer. Like, I still love the character, and I like that's like when they his made cameo it, was it, so great. Both Guardians movies makes me happy. Yeah, but the second uh, one was like more um, nonchalant. Like the second one was just like, oh shit, they're just letting him be in the background, not like a specific like Howard the Duck cameo. Well, that was like the thing I said to. Uh, cardinal we were talking about like uh um, spoiler alert this whole section is going to be spoilers if you haven't already seen it and whatever just you know it was like uh i'm because i had like a i can't remember i think it was bendis yeah it was bendis where he's like i think it was lenel Yu when he was like drawing all of his events and everything mm-hmm. um and like bendis was like every like so far howard the duck has shown up in like four of my books and I have never once typed the words Howard the fucking duck. <laughs> like he's like my fucking artist. Just keep throwing it like I'm like big group shot all over the Marvel characters, and everybody fucking throws Howard the duck right in front. And I'm like I don't know why. He's iconic <laughs> no at this point. This. He's the Waldo. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no, like the, the, it was like the whole thing is like as the more you watch, the more you kind of determine good from bad so then it becomes like and you figure out what you like what you don't like it's like all this yeah. kind of other stuff it's like it's the reason like i fucking love suicide squad no one else does because it plays my sensibilities like yeah. there are certain things you like when you watch a movie versus things that you don't and like there's some movies that are like beloved that i'm like yeah i don't fucking care about that yeah. at all and there's movies like fucking suicide squad which is fucking reviled and like every movie geek i know fucking gives me shit i'm like i don't fucking care dude like i fucking love it it's exactly what i wanted and it's just like it's Huh. it's fun it's like escape from new york meets ghostbusters with superheroes like that fucking that that's right up my alley like huh. why wouldn't i like that um but yeah guardians 2 we just did the uh we did the podcast after uh, the beast of punks podcast right after we watched it and kevin liked it more than the first one hmm. i think he's a crazy person hmm. uh, i do like it a lot though like i think it's 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 definitely a worthy sequel it's probably oh yeah even though i even though I really like Avengers Age of Ultron, even though nobody else does, I think oh. it might be the best Marvel sequel if that isn't Witcher Soldier or maybe Civil War. But, like... That's probably fair. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't like Civil War, but, uh, yeah, Winter Soldier, definitely. Well, I, okay, I liked, but whatever. But, yeah, so, like... And it's, like... And the thing I thought was most interesting about it is it's really almost made for you not to like it. Like, it's, it's really kind of made to kind of... Like, it, it's really... it's. It's not dark per se, but like the emotions it deals with are fucking heavy. It does go. So that that was. uh, We'll start with the things we didn't like. So the few things. And then we'll talk about things we love because there's definitely more of those. I honestly. The one thing I don't like is. um, Again, this is a spoiler thing. There's certain things I mentioned in the Gifted Punctures one that like. Like that just defy logic. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. when um, he says, like he like put the tumor in her brain. Yeah. I was like, why? Like, what is even the fucking point of the? Like, it was literally the only reason that was there was just to turn him into a villain instantaneously. Because it's like Kevin's like, well, they say the whole thing of like, I visited her three times. I knew if I met her a fourth, I would never. I'm like, okay, you didn't mean to kill the broad. Like, it was, I mean, he's a he's a he's a villain though. Killing her is the only separation. Like, going well, away on his own, and he'll still know she's there. So he had to. If you say, if you say, like. That basically him being ego, whatever, was mm-hmm. producing radiation, and that gave her the tumor. That's fine. Oh, it's yeah. like if you just fucking just say he put a tumor in her head, like just so you can switch. I'm like, I know this movie doesn't need to be three hours long, and you can't really build to that. But I mean, there was there was points where you could have kind of ramped this up rather than just fucking in a second turning it. But yeah. actually, the only thing I think on the top of my head that I actively didn't like. All right. 
I so this will be more about what I didn't like. I didn't mind that. I I justified that in my own way, so I was okay with that. The couple things I didn't like was one how it's not that I didn't like it. I was just a little um like blown away by how cool with just nonstop murder they were with Yandu <laughs> and Rocket. They were just like kill them all, just straight. We're gonna show you shooting holes through everything, and that's fine. Like, it wasn't bad. I was just kind of like, well, yeah. whoa, well, I didn't expect they're, they're... this. They're not superheroes. They're, no, no, they're, yeah. Like, they're mercenaries, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> like, but they just... Oh, because in the first movie, Yandu was a bad guy in the first movie. Um, and they... I mean, oh, anti-hero. Yeah. Anti-hero, he's like the okay. Punisher, he's like the Punisher on Daredevil. Like, Fair, yes. He he was he was a little uh, iffy in the first movie, so I would have expected it. And then they didn't even show that much of that kind of mer- like death in the first movie, though. I think he killed like one guy with his arrow or two guys with his arrow in the first movie. There was that whole bit when he's like on the planet after his chip goes down where he kills the entire field of guys. I can't remember. Yeah, like when, they, like, when they're on Xandar, the, the Nova planet. Um, uh-huh. And like they, he crashes and like there's all the fucking bad guys. And he just like does a little whistle. I can't really whistle that well. He does a little whistle and then... And then it's like it kills everybody. Oh wow, I didn't remember that. Okay, well then it's justified more. If I watch them back to back, I'd probably be less. We I did. Just, That's yeah. Exactly. Kevin and I did. Kevin Cardinal and I did the Guardians double feature, which he then was pissed off because uh, he went to pee like right as the credits started rolling, and um, he didn't know there was a half an hour break in between movies, which I realized. So I looked at my phone. I'm like, it's six thirty. I know they weren't starting until seven. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so we're gonna have like a half hour, and I held it, and um, until the credits were over, he just like fucking bombed in the theater, got our like popcorn and drink refills and came back and then he's like wait there's an intermission and I'm just like yeah he's like if i had known that beforehand i would have stayed and watched like the howard the duck thing i was like you didn't fucking ask you just bombed out of the fucking theater <laughs> i well maybe that's what i probably should have done then but just so that one shocked me just initial impressions i'll probably change my mind on a second viewing um i thought they it's not, it's not that it was overdone because I laughed every single time and I enjoyed it, but afterwards I was like, they overdid the ham factor just a little bit. Like, there was always some sort of one-liner joke that, again, I was like, ha, ha, yeah, that's clever, and oh, I love that. Wait, why did I, why was that necessary? Like, I just... It's not that it's necessary, but I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, it, it, well, it's necessary because James Gunn's fucking movie, and if he, if he fucking yeah. feels like it was needed, then that's his fucking yeah, but it, but, Okay, but like you said earlier, it didn't... I, it didn't work for me. So, like, Deadpool, I expected jokes every two seconds. I expected it. I was like, this is going to be corny as hell, and it's going to be wonderful, and I love it. Guardians, uh, after the first one, I expected charm. Charming humor. I expected the same shit that we saw before, but in, like, a new way. And then instead, it was just, like, fucking puns, one-liners, and, like, over-the-top goofiness. Like, I loved... Again, I laughed really hard when he turned into Pac-Man, and then immediately after it, I was like, that was kind of... That was corny. That was fucking... I don't agree. Goofy. I think that's really true to Peter Quill's character. Like, why would Peter Quill be a, make a giant fucking himself? No, of course he would. Oh, I didn't he think was going to he... fight a bad guy. He was going to fight make a giant fucking Pac-Man. Like... But, maybe Peter Quill, yes, but at this point, it was, like, so much more emotion than him just, like... So, like, when they're fighting... Uh, and he's like having the tape argument with Rocket and he, and all that shit. Or when they're fighting the very first scene, which is one of the greatest opening scenes to a movie ever. Uh, I absolutely loved Baby Groot. Um, he's like making jokes and you're like, yeah, whatever. But at this point, it was kind of like if in the final fight scene of Civil War, I, Tony Stark cracked a joke. It's like, no, you're pure emotion at this point. You are fighting to no, win. That's what I, I felt like. That's what I felt like. I'm just saying, like, tonally, like, they, the, the thing that I liked about it was that, like, it never tonally, like, completely switched gears. Like, because, I mean, you had, like, Civil War, you kind of had to. Because basically, like, you have your big, like, 
climax climax, like your big action climax with like the big fucking fight scene in the uh, airplane yard. Yeah. But like then you have your actual like emotional climax with the three of them in the bunker. And it's like, and you need that. Like, whereas this, like, he kept basically the same tone throughout, which I'm cool with. Because like, I feel like this one's even more, like, because I know the, the basically the note he got on the first one was um, when he was first working on it, they were like, we don't feel like there's enough James Gunn in this. And he's like, wait, you want that? He's like, I was trying to make this like a regular mainstream movie. Like, if you want me to be more me, that I can do that for you. Mm. They're like, yeah, give us more James Gunn. This one, I think he went fucking full-blown James Gunn. And I'm okay with that because I, I like his work prior to this. So it's like, yeah. for me, it was like the thing is like, um, and then I can't remember the thing. There's a thing you just touched on that I was just like, the only thing I didn't, other thing I didn't really enjoy, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but yeah, no, like, as a whole, as I'm saying, like, I really, I, there's really nothing that's in there. I, I, okay, actually, yes, I knew what I was going to say. Um, my only thing is like, this one is, I feel like, it's it's like the thing I had kind of gotten with Cardinal and kind of landed on, which is like the first one, there is not an ounce of fat on that fucking movie. Like it is the tightest fucking movie ever. Like it's mm-hmm. just like it is like there is not a single wasted moment of that movie. Mm-hmm. This one, there is a lot more kind of like the, the tone is almost like an indie flick. Like it's got like a lot more kind of like just kind of letting shit kind of be what it is. And mm-hmm. that's fine. But it's like, it's the one thing that I'm just going to like, I, you, you could tighten this shit up. Like I was like, I will say though, I'd never, I even said, cause I said to Kevin, I was like, there's times like the filmmaker part of my brain. and like the regular like film watcher part of my brain, like clash. And this was one of them where it's like my brain, like the filmmaker part of my brain is telling me it's like time to wrap it up. Yeah, but I'm like, it's literally, I'm like, but I'm still engaged. Like, I'm not in any way, like the regular part of my brain, I'm just like, I'm not in any way like anxious for this to be over. Yeah. Whereas, like, I've watched some movies where like that's where I'm just like, okay, you've gone on 20 minutes too long, and I've heard people say this movie is 20 minutes too long, and I was like, I honestly don't agree. Like, it's like I do, I do think you could have tightened it up, but I do think that like I was there was never a point as an audience member where I wasn't fully. Yeah, it was long. I kept going like, wow, this does. I don't even feel like this is the end. Like, it's the final sequence is just the third act is just so many things that i don't feel got overshadowed so every time something new happened you know he finds out that ego is gonna turn everything against him wow that was big and then uh oh shit what's their faces the gold people showed up whoa that's big and then oh shit everybody's dying whoa oh they got out of it whoa oh it's exploding like it just kept going and i never felt you know sometimes they'll try to throw a twist at you with another um like unexpected villain or some sort of like controversy and then you're just like okay that sits to the side while we're actually i didn't feel like that here i thought it was great i was really excited about the pacing what's like the one thing i would have like the one thing i would have basically changed had i been doing it even though they teased at the end of the movie mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, where Aisha has created Adam Warlock, mm-hmm. um, which they've now teased for two fucking movies. I know. Uh, and not giving us anything. I was like, I would have just replaced Aisha with Adam Warlock. Like, I would have been like, uh-huh. from, I would have basically had, not necessarily replaced her per se, but like had her in the beginning. And then from that point, had her basically loose Adam on there. So every fucking time you saw like the Sovereign after that, would have been not the Sovereign, but Adam Warlock. Yeah. So it's like kind of like your secondary villain who would become a hero. And I get why they didn't, because uh, James Gunn was like, he, he really Adam Warlock was in the script originally. And he was just like, this movie has too many fucking characters, dude. I need to like lose somebody. Yeah. And like, he's like, I can't lose Mantis because she's too important. She's Mantis too Mantis was wonderful. Yeah. She was exactly. Crazy. He's like, so I guess Adam Warlock, I'll just use the next one. So like, that's the why final one. 
That's the they they he no no he that's what that after the third one is the final James Gunn uh, oh, yeah. Guardians. Oh that I agree. And yeah, then, no, that's probably true. But yeah. like cuz you don't want to be Michael Bay and just keep doing Transformers movies like yeah. over and over, and over again. Although that's not slowing down. Well no, which I think I still think is funny cuz it's like if Michael Bay had stopped for the third one like it's like cuz the first one was awesome, second uh. one was shit. Third one was awesome. So if you just stopped there, you redeemed yourself. You redeemed mm. yourself for a piece of shit. And then he made four, which was god-awful and actually worse than the second that one. That was the one with the dinosaurs, right? Yes. Yeah, that one was so it's bad. I saw that in theaters. Oh, dude, I saw the drive-in. It's one of the few times ever that I would just, like, I almost left. Like, cause I, was like I, I heard people saying it was, like, I'm long. in my car. There's no reason to sit here. What am I doing? And then, like, uh, but it was like, and I was, like, with my friend Chris Bartholomew. And uh, I was just, like... I was like, it was like an hour and a half in. It was like when they got on the ship and everything. I'm like, oh, like this is winding down. Like this wasn't that bad. And he's like, dude, it's an hour and a half. I'm like, yeah. He's like, it's like a three hour movie. I'm like, oh Jesus. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, how the fuck are they gonna fucking do another whole half movie? The part out of where this? he goes up and gets on the fucking ship and like grabs a weapon and all of a sudden knows how to use it and is killing it's, Decepticons. And... But it's not even that. It's just the movie keeps going on and on and on. Like so, literally the point where I was just like, once the, like I was like. Almost like the two and a half two and a half hour mark. I was just like, I want to go home. Yeah, it was bad. I don't care anymore. Just let me go home. But no, um, but yeah, no. Guardians, like I think I was like I was like it's, I I love it. I think that like the fact that they like people have kind of made a thing of it. I've seen articles and stuff where like the fact that they made a movie that focuses so much on like sadness as an emotion and not yeah. like in a way but it but yeah it like doesn't drown you down it doesn't depress you you just kind yeah, of under, just, you understand the people, who, the people who carry it and how yeah. they carry it and it's like it's i don't know i thought that was phenomenal because like, it's like that was ballsy in a way that i don't yeah. think they're getting enough credit for um, it's non-stop there's the family thing with quill and and ego slash yondu and the sister troubles there's rocket and his like denial of his feelings for the family and then even okay my last gripe with the movie which isn't well, a real like gripe at all thing, the rocket thing like, like one of my favorite moments in the entire movie is i mean obviously everybody points to the yondu rocket thing or basically he calls him out yeah like my favorite thing is when he just like when like the ravagers come and like they do the ravager funeral for yondu mm-hmm. and he's like they came back like they didn't leave him he didn't push him away and like literally in that moment like quill realizes that he basically saw himself in yondu just like of Mm -hmm. course not like it's just like because they're brothers like so it's like and just like that and that's like like, i relate to like i definitely relate to rocket and peter even though peter's probably the closest to me other than like tony stark in that fucking universe Mm -hmm. um minus the like amazing bod i thought that was hilarious he was so much bigger in this movie jesus why does i was fucking hysterical like when he comes back i was like saying to kevin i was just like there's a moment in the town the ben affleck movie that he directed it was like his first one he directed and starred in where he's uh his character they show like he's like working out and he's just like doing pull-ups and like perfectly lit like his fucking abs and pecs and like i was just like come on ben affleck <laughs> and it was like kind of like in batman vs superman when he's doing the fucking like hitting the tires director that's no true director true true <laughs> but that was funny with like, chris pratt like after the fight like oh i better peel off my shirt <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so so in the first movie they were like all right we just need you to get as defined as humanly possible just show every muscle in this movie they're like just get big just just no, i want you to be like the rock and he's freaking just like pure mass the whole thing of the last one was basically, I guess, like, originally, because um, he was basically, he had his, um, uh, what the fuck is his character name on Parks and Rec? Uh, Andy. And, oh, yeah, Andy uh, Dwyer. He had, like, the, 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 he's fat. 
Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, he, he, I guess, uh, James Gunn didn't even want him to audition. He just didn't, he was just like, no, I don't think he's right. And then he finally auditioned. He, I guess he knew within like 15 seconds that he was the guy. And he was just like, can you be less fat? And they're like, he's like, yes, I can. <laughs> so he like got into shape. And, but like, James Gunn's like, I wouldn't even have cared if he had stayed fat. I would just fucking CGI'd a six pack on him. Like, he's like, <laughs> it's that perfect. <laughs> and, but no, he went all out. But that was, okay, so. My final, oh man, but oh, my favorite moment of Guardians, which is the most memed, which kind of pisses me off, was the Mary Poppins Mary moment. Poppins. Without a doubt, like that was the part where I felt, obviously I laughed really hard, but you were also like, oh shit, like he's talking to Quill on a not asshole level. Like it was, it was like a sweet moment after they had this emotional thing and whatnot. It was like this sweet kind of like, oh shit, you think I'm cool? And then he's like, yeah, I'm Mary Poppins. Like that was funny. But anyways. Well, no, yeah, that's like that's that, that is a, that thing. It was like I actually had to explain this to Justin because like, Justin liked my fucking picture that I posted on Facebook of like um, Michael Rooker with Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "You didn't even see the movie, asshole." He's like, "Yeah, but I've seen the meme." I'm just like, "Oh, for Christ's sake!" That's all you need sometimes. Memes <laughs> are more important than actually experiencing stuff. That's just a fact. That's just life. <laughs> but my my last thing about Guardians. Drax still my favorite character. I loved Drax in the first movie, and I loved him just as much in the second. But it's understandable why he's changed, but he's such a different character in the second movie. Completely different character. So in the first one... Not completely. He's, no. He's not like he's like suddenly like the I felt, the comics. <laughs> okay, well, no. But I felt like hardly anything as far as his like mannerisms and humor were the same. And it's for good reason. I mean, he just avenged almost his family and like that Brandon's finally gone so you no longer have this like guy who doesn't understand anything just trying to kill people thing and now you've got this family member who's you know still a warrior but i i, I just liked him i love drax drax is my favorite Ow, my nipples yeah, yeah that part. <laughs> why aren't you wearing your your whatever your jetpack he's like i don't like it it hurts my nipples. <laughs> no, it hurts. I have sensitive nipples, and you don't you don't think about that again until the end of the freaking movie when he just smacks it on him. <laughs> oh my nipples! <laughs> uh, no, actually, this one I would say I don't know my favorite character, but the character I thought was most interesting was Nebula, because cool. they gave her a really interesting arc where it's like she goes from being like she, she's really not even an anti-hero; she's a full-blown villain. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, she's essentially an anti-hero. I don't know, bordering on hero, because it's like that moment in the cave with like her and uh, Gamora, where she's just like basically pours her heart. It was like, do you think I wanted to fucking like be like I why I wanted to why I want to be a sister? But no, you had to win, and every time you fucking won, part of me gets fucking replaced. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's fucking heartbreaking, and I'm just like. God bless her. Like I was like, that's the most interesting arc of the whole movie. Yeah, like, and the just... ending was super sweet. She like doesn't want anything. She just wants to leave, and she's you know hugs her and whatnot. And she still just walks out on her own super badass terms. She was cool. I really liked her in that movie. There's nothing. This I mean, it's easily a top ten, obviously, because there's only been what like fifteen or sixteen movies. Um, Something like that. It's easily top ten. I'd say top half. I'd put it in my top eight then if there's been if there's been sixteen. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't break my top five of marvel movies once again i said to kevin i was just like because he was i was like i can't even because I, I, the really for me like the top three are like untouchable winter, i'm saying it's like winter soldier the original guardians i mean it's like i was just like how the like i, I like i don't think it's better than like anything than my top five i still think it's awesome oh like, I yeah say, i was like it's in the middle but it's like at this point the middle of the pack is like it's all really good shit so i think, I think it's funny it's like when people are like shitting all over iron fist i'm like you don't even, it's like, it's like, 
<laughs> just because it's the it's the worst of those four, but it's still fucking good. Like it's, it's still just not like, bad. Yeah, it's still a good show compared to like most of the shit on network TV. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's just a matter of like you're comparing it to like the best of the best, and it's just like of course it's not gonna measure up. Like yeah. and that's fine. Like which is Thor- one- sorry, Thor I didn't mean to cut you off. Thor two and Incredible Hulk are the worst Marvel movies, but they're still good. <laughs> like I, I, still enjoy, enjoy, I enjoy the Incredible Hulk a lot. I really I wouldn't even put it as the worst, but a lot of people, almost everyone does, and that's fine. Um, I read an article about why they hope Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't make a billion dollars by the end of its run. It will. The first one did. Every other movie has. But they said that because they went on this whole, like, all these different movies that have made... So, for example, I mean, the two DC movies, Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad, both of which are considered shitty flops and embarrassings, made $800 million each. I think Batman vs. Superman passed a billion, actually. I think it made, like, 1.1 or something. I think it's the opposite. I think uh, oh, okay. Suicide Squad passed it. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think BB- so BBS. The, they went on to explain them. They also talked about um, like, uh, oh fuck, what movie did they bring up? It was a one and done that they never got to expand on. Oh my gosh, this is gonna irk me. Uh, that made millions of dollars. Um, even Spider Man, The Amazing Spider Man Two, which killed the Spider Man franchise as far as that section went for Sony, brought in a billion dollars, and they were like, if this movie makes a billion dollars it just perpetuates the like expectation that that is now the limit for these kind of movies it's like no some of them are only going to make 500 million and they're still going to be very quality deserve sequels deserve that's not that's not necessarily true though because this thing is like at this point they kind of acknowledge that yes i mean um the first guardians i think broke a broke a billion but that was was really like but like ant-man uh wasn't like it was successful or it wasn't like on that level of successful and you're still getting an ant-man sequel like it's yeah. just like so i mean it's, oh it's, yeah it's... the mcu is kind of its own beast this is talking about like expectations for everyone who's not marvel because they're all trying to live up to the the standard and it's like you can't look at marvel as a competitor they're their own thing at this point just that universe isn't going away anytime soon there's nothing well, yeah. that's going to change don't try to compare to it well yeah it's like wwe like any company who's like thinks their competition for wwe i'm like Literally only once has been like there been legit competition when that was WCW. Once Vince took that down, he's now in a place where he's never letting it happen again. Like pull, there's wanna, no one. I want to pull up that article because uh, yeah. I really want to know what this movie is. Forbes. It was from Forbes. Forbes Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Boom. It uh, it, it it made some good points, and I just don't want to miss out because it's already brought. It already broke the record for like first five days domestic. Like two hundred million dollars in the first few days, or some nonsense. It's it's crazy. Um, let's see, Batman vs Superman, The Amazing Spider-Man Two, Captain America, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, none of this. Dark Knight, Spider-Man trilogy. Even the third Spider-Man movie that killed that for of Sam Raimi's brought in freaking almost a billion dollars. That's crazy. Transformers they talk about because that keeps bringing in billions of dollars even though everyone's like stop making them. I'm not saying stop making them. I'm saying Michael Bay stop making them. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see other people have shots at it, but I think that Transformers are a cool idea. The problem with the first one was that like they really didn't have the money to make it like a true Transformers movie, so which is why they focus so much on like the human characters. And every time since, I'm like, that's why there's kind of less and less human characters. So there's like ideally what you want is basically like a giant fucking that's why i thought was uh interesting about the second turtles movie was it was like 
it was basically the cartoon where it was like it was all about CGI characters. Like there was like really no, there wasn't a lot for the other characters to do, and that was fine with me. They were like. The reason I'm watching these fucking movies is to watch fucking, like, basically the cartoon that I grew up on, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Aside from reading that entire article, I didn't find it in there. But anyways, it was just, it was just like, don't try to compare yourself to their success. Like, if this movie makes a billion dollars again, the MCU will continue to be the powerhouse that everyone tries to live up to and just starts throw. They'll either throw things at the wall that you don't ever want to see and it becomes shit, or something will come out not quite live up to the standard and they'll just throw it away because they're like well it wasn't there and you're like of course it's not there you can't be them stop trying what's the thing the thing is like uh right now marvel you or marvel studios is basically where pixar was like 10 years ago yeah where it's like just everything they release is like the best fucking thing ever so it just keeps rolling and it's like until i mean i feel like it's gonna definitely keep rolling probably till at least avengers 4 after that i don't know but like the, the i will say that kevin feige having the plan that he has is probably a big part of it because that was the thing that Pixar had at first was that they had a plan and they like knew what they were doing and it was all very specific. And then it was like after a while it became like just kind of like, well, let's do this movie. Like let's, let's do it. And then at a certain point it just kind of starts to fall apart and come off the rails. Yeah. I, but, I think uh, honestly, I believe with the um, attention span of most people, even though they've held us this long and they'll hold, hold us longer, the minute we start getting major casting changes is the minute it's going to turn. Not to say that other people can't fill these roles and they don't have other characters that they can definitely be successful with. I think that's going to be a big turn, though. I don't think they should change. That's the thing. I don't think they should change casting. I feel like they like it was like they should kill at least. I mean, basically, everyone's two contracts are coming up. If you want to give Infinity War stakes, you want to make Thanos a real fucking threat. Kill Captain kill, America. Kill Captain America kill fucking thor kill mm-hmm. fucking tony mm-hmm. and then from that point forward you have new avengers like yeah and in fact i would even call it that like it was like like the comic book like was it was just like from that point forward you have bucky cap you have like sam wilson like you have like you have guys who are ready to fill those spots put them in there like make uh like maybe take one of the guardians put them on there like yeah. like eventually, yeah eventually i'm saying within 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 10 years, that kind of stuff will definitely be taking effect. I think that's when we, when you're going to start see Marvel come back down and down and down. Just a little bit. I don't think they're ever going to go into like shitty obscurity where they're making these movies that barely gross any money. No. But the perception on the fact that they... Like the Pixar of 10 years ago. Pixar now is kind of like, most of the time, pretty good. But they're making another Cars movie. So... What do you want from me? You know I what I mean? Like, say, it's going to get there. I will say, though, the new Cars, like, it looks like they took every piece of criticism, and they're just like, we're going to do a cr- gritty Cars movie. <laughs> like, Maybe like they Lee will. Like, McQueen dies in the trailer. Like, dear God, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Children. I but, am, at this point, curious. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Toy Story 4, I wish they wouldn't make. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to be good. It probably will be. But I kind of just, we talked about how I like endings. I'm cool with the three. Do something else. No, yeah, but I will say that, like, the thing I said before about Toy Story was, like, I didn't think there was anything left in the tank to make a three, and then, like, they, then they made probably the best of them, yeah. and I was, like, I mean, my favorite is still the first, but, like, probably the best made and, like, the best, like, story is probably the third one. I'm just, like, if you can keep doing that, motherfucker, keep going. I love two. I'm not saying my, two is... My favorite's so- number two. That's my... Of the, of the three, that's my favorite. Fair enough. I'm just saying... I think there's enough left tanks, so I'm like, who the fuck knows? Like, do I hope they, do I wish they weren't making it? Yes, because I feel like they should have left it. But at the same time, like, they proved me wrong. So I just I hope know. they don't make a toy, the villain, the main villain again. Like, 
do it like you did the first movie and make it kind of like an adventure slash emotional journey, not just like good guy versus bad guy with toys. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, and and, you know, I thought Finding Dory, obviously I'm wrong, or I'm the minority here. I'm not going to say I'm wrong, but I'm the minority here. I hated Finding Dory. Don't like See, it. I love Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, that was your jam. But you didn't like Finding Nemo, so we're on flip flops. I don't. No, I don't dislike Finding Nemo. I just think it's overrated. Well, that's where we flip flop because that's my second favorite Pixar movie. Ah, it's up there. That the first one, Incredibles, Untouchable. After that, it's kind of like you know, Up was good. Uh, Inside Out was amazing. Finding Nemo, I love. Toy Story, I love. Whatever. But to me, it's it's Toy Story, Incredibles, and Up are the top of the mountain. Franny's Franny's is inside out and up are just top two interchangeables. Does she loves them? Up was it was amazing. Um, it was very good, but it didn't it doesn't have the rewatch that the rest of them do for me. I loved it the first time. I was like, wow, me and Franny left the, we had this theater in Oswego we used to go to. It was um five dollars for three D movies just all the time because it was literally an old theater, like uh plays and stuff yeah. that they just converted. Uh, and it had been there forever, so it was cheap movies we'd go and watch all the time. We watched, you know, Despicable Me there. We watched Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs there, which is one of my favorite animated movies ever. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, we watched Coraline. We watched Nine, and we watched Up. And she, well, cried nonstop, but she what loved thing? Up so That's- much. That's the only reason it doesn't have as much rewatch value. It's like I don't want to fucking destroy myself emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of tears, man. I watched I Up back watch to back. I can't watch it like I can watch. Like it's like it's like, it's like, it's like Toy Story 3 is only the very end. Like, up is basically the whole fucking third act. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Even the whole movie, you just keep getting reminded that he misses his wife, and you're like, I get it. I can't handle these emotions anymore. <laughs> oh, by the way, she's dead. Did you know that? <laughs> Jesus. It's, over- it's overwhelming. But it is. That's, what was that's... your third thing? I can't remember now. It third was... thing we'll talk about at the final talking point section. Okay. Just that way we have something there, because that's how we do it. Okay. Uh, but we will do famous pairs. Who's who? <laughs> Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. Uh, I mean, you're clearly Scottie Pippen. I'm clearly Michael well, Jordan. <laughs> I agree to disagree. You're clearly um, Scottie Pippen. You, you know nothing about the two. You just know well, he shit, was the I used second. To love basketball back in the day. Oh, just because I used to love Pogs and I don't remember any of them. Okay. I remember- what? Of course, it's basically they were like the fucking Shaq and Kobe of the last generation. Kind of. I maybe more like if you want to call uh, use a current generation, it'd be like Clay Thompson and uh, uh, Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors. But because Shaq is, enough, you can't compare either of them to Shaq. Of course, you can do the Kobe, but Shaq is just he's Shaq. He's fucking Shaq. Um, there's a lot of it's they're they're exactly like uh, uh, Joe Montana and. Uh, Jerry Rice on the 49ers back in the day it's like who made who better obviously Jordan is the greatest of all time and he gets the credit but without Pippen would he have been able to do it that's exactly the that's my point I'm the greatest of all time no nope. and you motivate nope. me to be the greatest of all time <laughs> bullshit but uh I I just Michael Jordan Scotty Pippen was just the quiet tall guy who had a lot of assists and could shoot the ball from outside which you know cool sure I'll be Scotty I think you're wrong but I'll be Scotty. Uh, also, I started in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, well, of course you did. I'm going to... Oh, LeBron James in Space Jam 2, I hope, is a real thing. I just pray. It's not... I mean, okay, I it pray. might happen, but they've been literally... They've been saying that for, like, almost as long as he's been a professional basketball player at this point. So, I mean, yeah. if it actually happens at this point, I'll be astonished. But now he's finally... Well, I, okay, I will argue that he's finally... I think he's been there for a while. The One of 
the top three basketball players of all time, I put him number one. Back, you know, years ago, he was constantly being talked about like he's the next thing and the next thing. And when's he going to win? And, oh, he won a ring. When's he going to get his next one? And now he's got this and that. So I think now he's at that point where his career is so illustrious, he can finally do the freaking space My whole thing is, I once had, like, there's this kid that I know, uh, Cello, I love him. Uh, We used to work together. He's a really good friend of mine. And uh, he... uh, (laughs) He made the argument when we were working at Lowe's. It was like this is like probably like I guess like probably like three or four years ago, mm-hmm. where he was like saying that LeBron James is the best of all time. Like, are you fucking stone child? Like, it's like no, dude. Michael Jordan's the best, and it's just like, and I think LeBron James is awesome. Don't get me wrong. And I definitely think if he's top top three, definitely. Mm-hmm. But like, is he better than fucking Michael Jordan or like Wilt fucking Chamberlain? Yes. No. No, oh, he's yeah. not. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Anyways, yeah. we're not here. This is this isn't you know some sort of sports podcast, but just <laughs> for the record, you think Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. I think LeBron James is the greatest of all time. We'll we'll just we'll. There's only there's only honestly one sport. I'm trying to rack my brain really quick. There's only one sport that I think you can devi- definitively say there was a best of all time, and that's Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Wayne Gretzky and Tiger Woods. Ta- uh, as far as yeah, because his his span, Tiger Woods' ten year reign of just amazingness, yes, it fell off before and after. You have other people like the originals, um, like uh, Jack Nickel. Nick, I I always say the actor instead of the golfer. I fuck myself up. Jack Nicholas, Jesus. Jack Nicholas, <laughs> um, and there was one other guy whose name can't come to me who has like more Masters championships, and they had a longer. They won them farther years apart. So like that's. So that's why that one's kind of iffy. But yeah, I would I would say there's definitely something to be said. Tiger Woods is, you know, probably going to win the majority there. But I feel like Wayne Gretzky is the only person you can ever say was untouchable in their sport. The ma- Okay, so they just, this is funny. Uh, a player for the, um, I, I want to say, theme stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's a good theme. I think it was like, uh, I think he's the played for the Penguins or something. Anyways, he's like 41 years old and he just got into the second spot for most points in a career and he's still like 800 points away from Wayne Gretzky and when Gretzky had stopped playing at this point like you can't touch Wayne Gretzky as far as skill it's it's absurd how good he was at his sport I was, was also but at the same time the whole thing that Gretzky did that was genius was he used the entire team like it was it was always like a matter of because he was not a big guy he was not yeah. like he, he he was he just like he was he was not the best skater he was like he was just the smartest and knew how to use his unit oh wow to kind make of it like work. how lebron has gotten to where he's gotten i don't know something like that and we we argued about this for days because we were talking about the mvp this year and it, it was this huge argument that i basically just said lebron builds teams around him now at this point in his career not in the beginning at this point though since he went to miami he has built teams working with management to suit his agenda desired needs and skill set and it's allowed him to continue his reign of dominance. And uh, I think there's you, your skill is one thing, and then your like sports IQ with whatever you know his basketball IQ in this case uh, is just untouchable in the league. He's he's crazy. And Wayne Gretzky is the same guy. You're right. He he knew how to make the team work for him, not work for the team. He's amazing. Oh, Wayne Gretzky is amazing. And I will say that I'm really pissed that it looks. Oh, I didn't see the score from last night. Let me Ducks check, won actually. 
Yes. Yeah, ducks. <laughs> ducks are gonna play the predators, which they're gonna lose. And Fuck, uh, I hope not. <laughs> the penguins are playing the f- fucking Ottawa Senators, who haven't been good in thirty years. Oh, that's not true. But all of a sudden, are just, I, they beat Dude, the Rangers. The, the Rangers the are one of my teams. So. Until this year. That's true. The Ed- Edmonton. Well, last year they were whatever, but yeah, no, this year they really. They almost won that. They were up 3-2 in the series, weren't they? Yeah, it was Whew. it was terrifying, yeah. But uh no, yeah, Ducks won, which is cool. They're going to play Preds going to be a one- that's going to be that's going to be a, just a phenomenal series. I don't care about the Penguins and the freaking Senators. No one cares about Sidney Crosby. He's one of those people they talk about being like the second greatest uh, or third greatest of all time. And it's like, whatever, fucking Crosby with your little dirty pedo stash. I don't want to see you win another ring. He's already got two rings. He doesn't need another ring. Get out of here. Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 if if the Predators take out the Ducks in addition to taking out the Blackhawks, I will be done watching hockey for the year. <laughs> I will be the Preds. I, I was, I was. Other than obviously the Bruins who lost in the first first round, the Preds the last few years I've been like, like I'm just in awe of them. I'm always hoping they win. I don't follow. I'm, I'm not a fan by any means, but I'm just like, oh, I'd like it to see. See, it's kind of like in football. Obviously, Packers, my team, without a doubt. But I enjoy watching teams like, oh, well, it's my own division, so I would, probably would catch shit from friends. But I enjoy watching teams like the Vikings and the Lions go through the playoffs and continue in. Or the Falcons last year. I was like, cool, good for you, Falcons. Yeah, keep going. Obviously, I'm pissed my team didn't make it. But yeah, you, the Preds <laughs> is that for me. I'm just like, yeah, I like watching you. That's nice. You know, the, the only reason that I would, I'd want the Preds to win the whole thing at that point is to be like, if you beat the, if, if ah! the team that beat the Blackhawks and the Ducks were that team would be like fuck it whatever that's that's what i said that's what i said the last two years every time the packers lose in the playoffs i'm like okay you're now my super bowl contender because if you beat my team you you better be for a damn good reason (laughs) you better be the champion otherwise there was no reason that the packers should have lost so i totally relate there i like that i like that a lot It's exactly like uh, on The Simpsons, the episode where they had uh, Jim Varney, uh, Ernest, playing car- like a carney who basically had taken over uh, The Simpsons' home. And like, uh, like when, they, when he basically finally gets rid of them, or Homer gets rid of them, and they're in the field, it's like, it's like there's no shame being beaten by the best, son. Like, but Dad, they were be- we were beaten by the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess, yeah. All right, we're not going to play Who's Who anymore. There was only one of them, but we went for like 10 minutes of just talking there. So... Who would win in a fight? Uh, I've got. Oh, these are all good ones. Who would win in a fight? Hulk versus Doomsday. I mean, it's again the argument that I've used a million times. Like it's like Hulk gets stronger the matter he gets. So that's the one thing he has over Doomsday and has over Superman. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the reason that Doomsday would lose that fight is because Hulk would get to a certain point where he'd be so fucking beaten up that'd be so fucking angry that at a certain point he would just fucking take Doomsday's many bony protrusions and shove them into his own fucking head. (laughs) Yeah, but wouldn't... (laughs) Oh, look, dead guy now. (laughs) But as the same thing goes for Doomsday, the more he gets gets beat, stronger he gets so but that would be he doesn't it doesn't get stronger per se he gets more bony he doesn't necessarily get well stronger. he becomes immune quote unquote to the way that he died before so if he just dies by fists well, yes. one time well no that's a different thing like, it's like, and again i'm not saying fist i'm thinking like at a certain point his little bony protrusions will be enough that hulk will just like, fucking taste be so pissed okay. takes the bony protrusions puts one through either fucking temple and then you okay. have dead day and just and then dead, dead day, day revives with an even more armored head so that that can't happen again and the hulk so you say the hulk would just keep winning because he would keep fine he'd get so strong that he would just just squish yeah that's why i think it's funny in movies when they try to establish threats against the hulk i'm like Mm -hmm. 
if you were actually pissing the Hulk off, there would be like that's like the whole thing I loved um, at the end of uh, the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. when he does like when he finally does the Hulk smash thing. It's just like when you think he's gonna lose, like cause I've been I bet in fights. It's like when you think you're gonna lose, that gives you a little bit of extra juice that like. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're either going to win or you're going to fucking definitively lose. But, like, that extra juice is going to be basically the fucking determining factor. So so the big thing with fight when, when anyone fights off, like, uh, like Iron Man's, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You have to either kill or subdue the Hulk before he gets to that point. And you don't think Doomsday has what it takes to get, get him out before he gets to that point? Yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Who would win in a fight, Dumbledore or Doctor Strange? <laughs> I don't fucking read Harry no, Potter. Yes, you have to live it. You gotta live this. Who would win? I guess Dumbledore, just by virtue of the fact that he's so old, that he probably knows more he's like, spells. He's like 160 years old or some nonsense. So, like, maybe Dumbledore. I mean, I would. I want to say Doctor Strange, but I guess Dumbledore, just by virtue of the fact that yeah. Dumbledore is more experienced and wizened. Yeah, I'm not. Ver- I'm not. You know, experienced enough in. I'm the opposite. I only know Harry Potter magic and I don't know enough Doctor Strange magic that I don't know what their limitations are. So like Dumbledore can, you know, obviously like teleport on cue. He controls basically all the elements through his wands. He can like create fire and create all this stuff. But Doctor Strange can create like portals and stuff. So I don't, I need to learn more about Doctor Strange on that. But yeah, I feel like just the the, the sageness, the wisdom of Dumbledore would kind of give him the edge. Indeed, as I, I do agree, because I, I, I hate to say it, but like just yeah, the fact that like he's older and more experienced and more wise that gives him an edge. Yes, freaking loved it. You want to know the best pickup line on a girl ever? Oh Jesus! <laughs> you go up, you go up to a girl and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, is your name Dumbledore? Because you look like the headmaster." <laughs> <laughs> it's it works hundred percent of the time. It works. <laughs> How would you know? You've just, been with the same woman for years and years. It only had to work once then. <laughs> so, I'm just saying the odds are in my favor there. You're not helping it. But, you know, give it a try sometime. Okay. Uh, all right. Who would win in a fight? Why did I? Oh. Um, I For some reason, in my, I'll just say this one to, so that you understand why I made my eyes go all weird and said, oh. I wrote Luke Cage, but for in my head, I pictured Johnny Cage. <laughs> and, it, and it was Johnny Cage versus the Terminator. And I was like, Johnny Cage would die instantly. What am I? Why is this in my head? Oh, Luke. Okay. So Luke Cage versus the Terminator. I mean, the Terminator. Terminator 2. I'm giving the same fucking T-100 <laughs> No, it's a different okay? T. It's not I don't, the it's, it's the same fucking model. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would definitely, I mean, because Luke Cage, yeah, he has super strength, un- unbreakable skin, but at the same time, like Terminator is the fucking Terminator. Like he's, he's really only ever beaten skin. by like circumstance. <laughs> like either he's trapped himself in the little press and they kill him that so way, or he kills himself enough? in the fucking Lava. like. Well, yeah, molten, molten steel. Molten steel, yeah. So is Luke Cl- Luke Cage clever enough to allow circumstances to take Terminator down, or do you think it would just be a fist fight? I think it would be a fist fight. <laughs> and then who wins that fist fight? <gasps> I think Terminator. Because that's like, the Terminator's job out. is to know, like, to find weaknesses and to kill. Like, that's, that's, its job is to terminate. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Luke Cage is just like, I don't want to die. Just starts punching people. 
All right, I'll give that one to the, I don't even know. See, I should be tallying these with who wins in each one. That way I could take all the winners that make sense together and put them, but I haven't done that. So starting next week, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to, every time a winner happens, I'll, I'll write, you know, dash winner this person, and then I can take the winners and put them against each other. I bet a bunch of times it would even out. Like I'll have said like, Dr. Doom versus this guy versus, you know, the thing. And then I'll say Hulk versus the thing and one will each. And then I'll put them against each other. And that'll turn into the same one I've made before. And it's pretty much <laughs> a circle of life, but I like it. Fair enough. Fair enough, buddy. All right. Enough of that. Right. That was three. That was three. Yeah, that was three. I would win in a fight. All right. Done with that. I've still got plenty for next week. I don't even have to come up with anything. Noise. Um, all right. So final talking point. I've been watching. I finally. So. I claim I'm this big Kevin Smith fan without having seen all these Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> I've seen, and whoa, I whoa, whoa. you're you're a big fan of Kevin Smith's podcast. Like you, you, love, you should be Kevin okay, Smith's fan okay, there without we go, yeah. seeing Venice's films. So up on b- before a few days ago, all I'm I, a fan of his films. I enjoy his podcast, okay, but I'm so a fan of his films. We we flip on that. Nice, nice. See, we, it's a nice little yin and yang here. Nice little sixty nine action going on with us, as far as exactly. you know. Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. See, there's no other way to say it. So, I up before. Um, when did I text you on Tuesday? Yes, I watched those movies on t- Tuesday. I had only ever seen Clerks one and two, Dogma, which I barely remember, so I'm gonna watch again. Um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, yoga hosers and i think that's it i mean if you didn't right? watch yoga hosers your life would be more enriched <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i like yoga because yoga hosers more directly shows the podcast kevin smith that i know versus the original movies which is the filmmaker kevin smith that you know does that make sense because that... yeah, no, his list of films is clerks Mallrats, chasing amy dogma uh james on the bob strike back um jersey girl clerks 2 uh zach and mary oh i've seen zach uh, and mary uh cop out um red state um tusk yoga hosers okay so i've seen uh wasn't he an executive producer on goodwill hunting doesn't that count for something <laughs> no because that thing is like the only reason that he has producer credit on that is because he and Scott Mosier brought the script to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> nice. Um, so, you know, like I said, of those, I've seen five of the 12, 13 movies that you just named. So I'm going through and watching them again to get more of a feel. Zach and Mary, I actually forgotten was his movie. I've seen that one. I like that one a lot as well. So I watched on Tuesday, uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, an evening with Kevin Smith, which was awesome and yes, a lot of fun, but that's not really a movie. You know, it's just, that's the podcast. That's just him talking, and I loved it. Um, and I watched uh, Mallrats for the first time, which I didn't love, but it was all Well, right. in fairness, the, the whole thing is, like, you, when you were in the group chat with Jeff yeah. and I, you were like, I'm like, it's, it's, I get it, but it's kind of unfair to compare Mallrats to, like, Dogma, mm-hmm. because it's like, it was a movie he made, like, he couldn't have made Dogma and Chasing Amy it hadn't been for all. It's like every movie was progression. Like yeah, it just like, of course. and you can so definitely like, see it in like J- even Jason Muse's performances in each movie. You can tell he's getting better at what he's doing. The actors, freaking, and even, Smith is getting better as a filmmaker. Yeah. That's my Ben thing. Affleck. You get to watch him become an actual actor. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Well, in fairness, I, he did Days fairly early on. I can't remember what year that coincided. I think it coincided with Mallrats. Yeah, and Days but, felt just. I mean, it's not. This is part of how a director directs dazed 
didn't feel like he, which is what an actor wants you to think. It didn't feel like he was acting. That felt like Ben Affleck. Whereas when I watched Mallrats, I was like, okay, you're playing a part. Or when I watched Chasing, well, yeah. Amy, Chasing Amy was better, but even when I watched Chasing Amy, I was like, okay, clearly you're playing a part. That's cool. What's because this is something that I could not have said. Like there was a time that I could not have said this because of Smith being my hero. Now I can. Richard Linklater is a much better director than Kevin Smith has ever been or could ever be. Like, even the crappiest Linklater films are still, like, at least on par with, Mm -hmm. like, the best Kevin Smith movies. Like, so it's, like, maybe a little bit beneath, but, like, his fucking really good shit is light years behind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I like, so so my, my hierarchy really has gone unchanged so far and that's not to say it won't because i have a feeling i'm gonna absolutely love tusk but we'll see um i love tusk but the reason i love tusk is because it's so fucking unique like it's it's like it's it's it genuinely feels like no other movie i've ever seen in my life and that's what makes it awesome to me yeah like i it's really hard for me to judge it as a film by itself i'm just like i'm just like this is so fucking weird and cool that i don't i can't be like Whereas, like, everything else, like, Red State Yoga Hoses, like, I've seen them before. Like, it's, yeah. like... I'm excited to watch but, Red State. I don't know anything about it. I don't want to know anything about it. I'm yeah. just... I want to go in completely blind on that one. Yeah. No, I mean, as I, said, I like them, but it's, like, the, that's the reason, like, I, I can judge them more harshly, should, whereas Tusk is its own thing. Should I watch Red State with someone? You know how scared I can get. Should Is that one I should watch with a person? It's literally only a horror movie for, like, the first, like, half hour. Oh, so it starts scary and, and eases up. And even not that scary, like it's it's yeah, but it becomes more like a thriller as it goes on. Suspenseful, okay, I can dig that. I can get behind that. So, anyways, um, yeah, Mallrats. I, I, it's not. It's, hmm. Clerks exhausted me of dialogue-heavy movies, and just like every person speaks in a monologue, and it's not that that's bad. It was it's entertaining, and you can see. Like, when you watch those movies, you can actually see Kevin Smith writing them or talking about them. You're like, okay, yeah, this is purely off the top of his head. He wrote the, like, to a T. And that's wonderful. But Mallrats felt like he was, it was successful with Clerks, let me push it with Mallrats. And it didn't work with me quite as well. Well, the, the thing about, like, Mallrats was it wasn't a personal film at all. It was, like, it was literally a sellout film. Yeah. And, and that's why he made his yeah, most personal films. it was, like, $6 million dollar budget, right? Which was nothing for a movie like that, but it's like the whole thing was that like he, it wasn't a story he was burning to tell. It was like he like had a script and they were like blah blah. It was like he took meetings after he did Clerks like with major producers, mm-hmm. and they're like this is what we want, so he wrote to that. Yeah, and it was like the reason that his next two films after that are really personal is because after that it was just like after that experience it was just like okay so now i'm just gonna write what the fuck i want to do yeah i'm going back to how i want to make movies him and scott want to make movies all of his fucking terrible movies are always the ones except for yoga hosers um are always the ones where it wasn't him it was like he was trying to do other people's work yeah and it's like it's like it's like is uh, i don't think anyone could have done mall rats anyone could have done cop out um, I don't think anyone could have done Mallrats, but like the thing about Mallrats is like it still feels like you could still feel him in it. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. it's not. God knows what he would have made if he didn't sell out. Like, yeah, yeah. If he had been like Quentin and Robert, where like his next movies were like just bigger fucking like whatever, or like Linklater, like because I think it was like basically like that was the only thing like, Linklater with these confused, where it's like he had an idea. And they were like, okay, so you basically want to make American Graffiti for the 70s. Like, 
okay, sure. But this is a movie I want to make. If you want to fucking pay for it, rock on. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Smith, they were like, you're going to give me money and you want this? I will give you this. Whereas, like, you have Quentin who, like, I'm going to make Pulp Fiction. Like, hopefully you'll give me money. Like, yeah. and they gave him money and it became this fucking huge thing. I'm like, who the fuck knows what Kevin Smith could have done had he just fucking wrote his next movie and had it been Str- his own. Yeah, strong arm, strong arm, um, strong armed them a little bit instead of just being like, okay, you're giving me money, cool, let's make it. Which yeah. you can tell in the later movies, and he talks about in his podcast all the time, where people like with Tusk got bad reviews, but people enjoyed it. Yoga Wizards got awful reviews, and some people enjoyed it. He's like, I don't care. I'm not doing this for for you guys anymore. I'm doing this because I like making movies. I have a fun I have a good time and I have a certain fan base that enjoys seeing them and that's all that's it. I'm not doing this to be a billionaire. I'm doing this for me. That's the thing, is he's actually alienated that fan base because like me, I was the biggest Kevin Smith fan anybody knew for the longest time. Like I the reason I fucking own Yoga Hosers, because I own everything else. I was just like, I have to have this at this just point. Put it in but the I'm list. not happy about it. But I bought every comic he ever produced. Yeah. I bought every fucking, like, tie-in to things. I bought, like, toys. I bought everything. And it's like, Yoga Hoser is the first thing that I own that I regret. Like, no way, like, dude. Like, that movie's wonderful. It, it, the only way I... Even if it would have been, like, five bucks, I would still be like, Jesus. But, like, I fucking hate that movie. Like, I yeah. really... Do, okay, hate's too strong. I don't like it at all. Detest. Like, the chances of me being like ever in a mood where I'm like, Hey, I really want to watch that. And then watching it and being like happy about it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think any of those circumstances are ever going to exist. I'll get you because, there, buddy. I'll get you there. No, that's the thing. Like, before I watched it, I was like, I, I really like Tusk. So I was like, okay, so he's on the right track. And then I watched yoga houses. I'm like, Tusk was his last gasp. Okay. I've seen that with filmmakers before. So in or Moose stand- Jaws. No, we'll see. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still going to watch Moose Show. Like, this whole thing is like, I've, I've explained to you. I know I've explained yeah. to Kevin Cardell as well. Like, basically, the arcs of filmmakers' careers. Like, basically, like, you see up, 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 up. And then you'll start to see a downturn. Sometimes you'll see a last gasp. Where, like, they have, like, one, like, last great movie in them. Mm-hmm. And then it's just utter crap from then forward. And I was like, that was his last gasp. By now, after Yoga Hoses, I'm pretty confident that was his last gasp. And that's fine. But, like... I just, I don't like it at all. And that hurts me to say. Like, the first time, like, I actually, I had to try to convince myself that I liked Cop Out when it first came out. Hmm. Yeah, I loved him so much that I was just like, we were leaving the theater. I was really crushingly disappointed. But I was just like, it was okay. Like, I, I liked it, blah, blah, blah. And I was hmm. lying through my teeth. Like, I was just like, I hated that fucking movie. I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. but like, I still, again, that was like, I bought that because I was like, I was in the fucking record store in Vermont with one of my girlfriends and I was just like, fuck it, it's six bucks, I'll fucking buy it. Just um, to say I have it. Well, just to have all the Kevin Smith stuff. Yeah. And then, like, that thing is, like, and now it's just, like, I'm saying, like, I'll still buy Moose Jaws, but, like, if it's terrible, I'll fucking hate myself for it. Like, I fucking hate I'll myself probably, for I'm probably putting, because I've seen all of his bad stuff already, except for Cop Out, and I'm going to stay away from that. But the only one that I haven't seen that I'm probably going to leave out, I don't think I'm going to watch Jersey Girl, at least until the last, the last string. Like, I'll watch everything else first. That's the thing. Is it Jersey Girl everybody shit all over? <laughs> Compared to like his actual bad movies, Jersey Girl is like fucking Citizen fucking Kane. Like, yeah. compared Ow. to like his actual piece of shit, like Yoga Hosers, Jersey Girl is the best fucking movie of all time. Like, is it, it was, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was his weakest film to that point, because it was, it was definitely among them, but I mean, I don't think Jay and Bob is very, I mean, Jay and Bob is a, it's a cartoon. Like, and I like it, but yeah, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it was goofiness. It's literally so just, it's like, it's, 
It's like it's it's his form of Three Stooges. It's just like ah, it's just nonsensical slapstick. Okay. It's like Jam Bob. That's a cartoon, and then Jersey Girl was just basically his like kind of chick flicky thing. Yeah. And it's like neither. I don't feel like are any better or worse than the other. They're just kind of they both kind of fit the same thing to me where they both kind of like okay they exist but like i have actually put on jersey girl from time to time just because i do like it like whereas like i as i said i don't see myself ever putting on yoga hosers again yeah. and being happy about it it would probably just be like if somebody else picked it like all right well i'm happy i'll never have to experience that because i haven't been disappointed yet i mean i've been like yeah that was all right but it's not at my list but like chasing amy was good and i understand why it got praise uh back when it did but it's, it's, it's amazing <laughs> it, it didn't blow me away i was like yeah that was that was entertaining i enjoyed that it was a good story but uh all right what's the next one i'm gonna watch like I, it didn't hold me so that's i'm excited the one i break out pretty often like that's like usually like the two that i watch or the two or three i watch most are uh dogma chasing amy and clerks and i'd say the two i watch most often are clerks and chasing amy i'm excited to watch dogma again i'm gonna watch clerks 2 again and dogma again but first I want to watch uh, uh, Red State and Tusk really badly. Get those out the way, and then then what am I missing? I'm. Uh... I named the twelve. So yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't. I don't think I'm missing anything after that besides Cop Out and Jersey Girl, and those two are okay to leave out for now, eventually. But for now, those two are okay to leave out. I like it. I'm still listening to his podcast. Well, not his anymore. Now I'm listening to Tell Him Steve Dave like crazy. Then I'm probably gonna go through and listen to Smodcast because I've listened to some of their newer stuff. I, I kind of check it out every now and again but there's it's so inconsistently him and scott that i'm just like who's on this time oh no i want to hear him and scott i'll wait till next week and eventually i want to go through and start that over but i well, that was going... like the whole thing is like the thing that's like smodcast for me is like i it, it it was the first podcast i ever heard and that was again because it was the time that i listened and like anything kevin smith related i was all about it so like i didn't know what the fuck a podcast was yeah. but smodcast was new and i was just like fuck it and so, like, I started listening to Smodcast. That's when I knew what a podcast was. If it wasn't for Smodcast, I wouldn't know what the fuck podcasts even were, let alone want to be a podcaster. But yeah, shit. They've been around for 10 years. They've done it since the beginning. Of, well, not the beginning, but since early days of podcasting, they, they were a part of it, and that's cool. But Franny made me call that NES Classic my birthday present to myself. I almost, I almost didn't buy it. I texted her. I was like, it's the last one. We're trying to move right now, and we just paid rent. So I was like, we really shouldn't spend the money, but it's the last one. She's like, okay, well, that's your birthday present to you. I was like, I'm not going to get it then. Because my birthday <laughs> present to me was going to be I wanted to buy the Kevin Smith uh, Edmonton Oilers jersey that says Smodcast on the front. Because I refuse to wear anything that looks like a Blackcocks jersey. So I'm not getting that one. I'll get all the other ones. So it was either going to be the Edmonton Oilers this or that or... I think that's it's also the Oilers one that says Fat Man on Batman. And I was like, that one's pretty cool too. But now I I, I, was, I shouldn't have bought the class. Just be just because it she it, it has to be my present to me, I was upset. Well, I mean you'll have good times with your wife and yeah. whereas in New Jersey you only have good times with yourself. So We've talked about this. Good times with yourself is very important to mental health, okay, Patrick? There's nothing because better you're... than a good tugging on your own Johnson. All right. Wow, that's not at all what I was saying. Although, you that are... probably wouldn't be good in the jersey, 
because it's really baggy around the wrist, so it'd be all like flopping, and then the it's really I'd have to like pull it up, you know, on my stomach. Oh no, yeah, that was, that was the problem me. with like there was one time with the uh, Blackhawk jersey, I had to wash it immediately after. But there you go. Yeah, because it's just too risky. It's too risky, <laughs> man. All right, you're right. It's not worth it then. I can't even enjoy myself and the jersey at the same time. So, but I am trying so hard to plan a jersey, a uh, plan plan a jersey, plan a trip <laughs> to New Jersey to the Secret Stash, so that I can buy some actual like Jay and Silent Bob memorabilia from there because I don't want to order it online. I want to go get it. So me and Jeff are trying to get a time. Don't know if we're going to do a family or trip. But if you come and stay with me for like two to three days, one of those days we can go to Jersey together to go to the Secret Stash. Well, it's if all- you give me a date, I can fucking ask for it all. <laughs> we can pro- we'll probably do it in the fo- like in the either like end of summer because if we're moving, we'll move. The month of June will be moving month. And then, so July will be set up. So July or August would be cool. Shit, or tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Doing anything? Just kidding. I'm not <laughs> I mean, free tomorrow. I have a job. <clears throat> no, you don't. Don't worry about that. So I want to go to the stash really badly. I just want to see it. I don't care. It's gonna be. It's gonna be underwhelming. I'm gonna walk up to it and be like, oh, just like in Saratoga. It's gonna be. It's gonna be just like any shop on the main strip in Saratoga. Where I'm just gonna be like, okay, walk in. Sup, Walt? Okay, that's cool. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> I guess. But um, <laughs> I want to do it anyways, and I want to buy, a, if if they have them, they say they have them sometimes there, I want to buy a jersey there, and that would be cool to do in person, because I don't understand sizing charts online. Okay, with any hockey jersey, it's going to be probably baggy unless you're getting like a small. So like, well, like but, mine's a double X, and it's massive on me. And what do you normally wear, just an X? Usually I wear a double X. Like, oh, like okay. Because I, I wear single Xs, but like I don't... I don't like clothes that like fit fit. Yeah. Like like normal like people. Like I like them to like be this? baggy. Look at how tight that is. Uh, what's up? Uh, what's up? <laughs> like I can wear large shirts, like and they fit, yeah. but I, I don't like it. And then like XLs is kind of like a step up from that. So I like double XLs and triple XLs. Where you're swimming and, in them. Yes. And um like this is double XL. Um I see what you're talking about. Yeah. And um and so yeah, so like my dad gave me the double XL uh the Chicago jersey and like it's huge on me like that thing is yeah. like and it should well, be that's what hockey jerseys are for the smallest size they have is a is a medium online and i'm like i wear smalls for shirts obviously i wear them so they are basically like you know what do you call it what, what do you call the the like stretchy material that fits to your form-fitting shirts what's that what's that what's that material like Lycra? under like under armor what's that made out of it's like i think a, like Lycra, spandex, whatever. Spandex. That's the one I was going for. That's how I wear my clothes. I like it to fit really tight. So I'm assuming even a small would be normally baggy. They don't even have that. So I'd have to wear a medium and I would feel like I'm literally in a poncho. Well, that's the thing. You're supposed to in a hockey jersey. Like, have you ever owned a hockey jersey before? I used to have one back in the day that was a Dallas Stars jersey. Never owned one in my whole life because I there was no hockey where I came from. I didn't know hockey until I moved you came to from Saratoga. upstate New York. <laughs> Did, the nearest hockey team was an hour away. I think it was like Watkins Glen had a hockey team. And for that matter, I'm sure like fucking there isn't a lot of actual hockey in Los Angeles, but there's Los Angeles Kings. All those schools have hockey teams. All those schools have hockey teams. We didn't have none. We didn't even have street hockey, which would have been so dope. I love street hockey. What's I did street hockey because like I we didn't have a team, but like it was the one where we were allowed to do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. There were no penalties. Yeah. So like I much preferred street hockey to actual hockey because like regular hockey. A I've never in my life been like I've never. I've only tried to like skate skate once, 
and that was like when I was like five or six, and like I it did not work out for me. Um, and I had like rollerblades to do like street hockey when I was like probably like eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked doing that because it was like street hockey was fun because it was like we, there's no rules, there's no referees tell you what the fuck to do. Uh, you want to slash them, but you fucking slash them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no, but yes. Um, well, I mean, they're gonna get you back, so you, that's why. Like, you basically, like, it's kind of like the way the world should be, where it's like you don't do horrible things because you know those horrible things will be visited upon you. So it's like basically everyone policing themselves. Where it's like you don't if you if you want to high stick somebody, you can. But they're probably going to fucking kill you. <laughs> they're <laughs> so, coming uh, right back at you. Yeah, exactly. no, all, all my friends and everything didn't play hockey there. And then I moved to fucking New England where the Bruins are, like, supposed to be gods. And nobody here watches hockey. Nobody. It's just, well, it's like if you moved to Chicago and nobody liked the Blackhawks, you'd be like, what the, what is going on here? <laughs> That's what I feel like. I'm like, why does, I don't understand you people. I should have moved to Maine. They like hockey more up there damn fools i learned about it from tim uh tim howe he introduced me to hockey and bill really liked hockey and stuff and i was like okay i kind of it's not really that for me and then i found out philip and briggs both really liked hockey so i was like okay so now there's a whole crew and they all bought nhl 15 and they're like they want you on a play i was like i don't understand hockey because like offsides and all that shit was so confusing at first and um but as I played games with them, and then we would go to the bars, so I started watching playoff hockey with them, and to watch how excited they got. As with everything in my life, if you get excited, I get excited. <laughs> so then I started watching it more and more, then I added the app, then I started watching that, and then Philip gave me his NHL login, so I started watching that, and then it kind of grew into, now I'm like, why don't you like hockey? Like, I can understand why people don't like comic books, but if you're a sports fan and you don't like hockey, you're dead to me. One thing though is if you're a sports fan, like, that, like I wouldn't consider myself a sports fan, but I like hockey. Like, I, like I, if you, if, when I was younger, like I liked basketball and hockey. I didn't give a fuck about football or baseball. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't. So that's why like, I don't like front. That's why I don't like harass you about football. I mean, obviously, I'm like, hey, the Packers are doing good. Our team is winning, and you're like, yeah, they're not my team. But because I know you're not a sports fan, like you enjoy those specific specific activities. But for people um, like Bill Ball, did you ever meet Bill? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Bill, he worked in the warehouse at Best Buy. Um, I don't know if he was still there when you were there. I doubt it, but maybe, or when you started. But um, he is without a doubt the biggest sports fan I've ever met in my life. He will watch any single sport that's on TV, no matter what. He obviously has his preferences, but you know he'll put bowling on. He'll put darts on. He loves watching golf. I actually really enjoy watching golf. He uh, he'll put golf on. He'll put anything that's on volleyball and all this stuff. And I consider him to be what you, what is a sports fan. If you're like, yeah, I really like football and baseball, and I'm a sports fan. No, you're not. You just like football and baseball. Like, shut up. I'm a sports fan. I'll watch anything with whatever you like. <laughs> like, oh, you want to put that on? Let's sit down. And then I'll get into it, and I'll learn the rules, and I'll understand the sport, and I'll start to enjoy it more. But if you're picking and choosing and then still call yourself a sports fan, you're dead to me. I don't want to talk to you. You hear that, Jeff and 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 freaking little JJ? You're not sports fans. You're fools. They, they're yeah, pissing no, me I off. Know. When I was a kid, I really like because I played basketball. Because that was the thing is like it took me a while to kind of learn that just because somebody says you would be good at a sport doesn't mean you actually should play the sport. Because like um, when I was younger and I'm like super tall, so it was like you should play basketball. I'm like all right. So like I started playing basketball and I actually was decent at it, like at least defensive wise. I was never good. I can't even do a fucking layup. I'm not good offensively. You were just like, get the ball out of my face. Exactly. Um, and plus I mean, because like I'm big and 
deceptively agile. So like I'm also really good at just kind of getting people. Um, but yeah, so like that was what I liked. So I liked basketball because I was like I was playing basketball, so like, I was watching basketball. And then like I liked hockey because my dad liked hockey, so like I would watch hockey with him and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but I never liked the team. I was just like I liked the Ducks because they were the fucking Ducks, and I liked the Duck movies. So the Mighty like, Ducks yeah. movies, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then um, the Stars. I came to, I think it was because that when they were still the Minnesota North Stars, they were in the first Ducks movie. Mm-hmm. And then I had um, seen them play, and I thought Mike Madonna was amazing. So like then they became my second team, and then uh, Madonna like went to some other team that retired. It was when I wasn't really watching hockey as much, and then like uh, so like when I came back to hockey. I was like, okay, so now my teams are Blackhawks and still Ducks because why the Blackhawks? Just because partially because of my like because I think like everybody like blames my obsession with uh, Chicago and CM Punk. That's not a hard. That's what I was gonna say, but yeah, no, that thing is it actually goes back further. Deep dish pizza. No, no, it's because homosexuality uh, because that's what what it's known for. I grew up um, on John Hughes movies, and they were always in Chicago suburbs. So and like you'd always have people like. like Chevy Chase in like uh, Christmas Vacation, where he's like a Blackhawks jersey and stuff, and so it was like, well, fuck it, I like Chicago, so like they're my team now. And yeah. then they won the Stanley Cup, and I'm like, okay, so yes, I've chosen wisely. But yeah, that's why like when like last year when the, when the Stars were doing really well, I was like, you can't do this to me. Like I've already abandoned you. <laughs> no, like... you can't do that to them. That's not how it works. So from now on, if the Ducks or the Blackhawks start going downhill, which won't happen for either team within the next five years. You got to stick with it. You've committed at this point. You ain't throwing your jersey out. You're, oh, you're no, done. No. You're, you're Blackhawks and a Ducks fan for life now. But in fairness, I'm okay I also, with I, you giving up the stars. That's fine. Whatever. As I said, I still have a star. I mean, at the house I grew up in, unless my parents threw out, I don't know. But I, I had a stars jersey back in the day. So Yeah, <laughs> no. you. Luckily for me, the Packers have done good forever. But I liked them back when I was five years old. Brett Favre won the Super Bowl, and I guess I got excited about it, my dad said. So he went out and bought me a little Favre jersey, Brett Favre jersey. I wore that shit everywhere, and then I was so I'd watch football with my dad, and then um, Reggie White was a fucking animal of a defender. So my dad bought me a little '92, I think it was '92, uh, Reggie White jersey, and I wore that thing like crazy. Luckily, they've been a playoff team every year, pretty much for the past twenty years. So I haven't had to deal with like a complete shitty team a couple seasons, but not many. But even so, I don't care what happens. Packers, Packers till I die. That's like I don't understand freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans. That team hasn't been good since like yeah. 20, like 15 years now of just losing seasons, and they're like, one of these days. I'm like, hey, I applaud you for sticking it through, but wow. That's like the fucking Dolphins. Like, what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> so they, they, they looked like they were going to be good, and that just went, this isn't a sports podcast, all right? <laughs> That's not what we do. You almost had me. You, you, you pulled me right into that one. All right, well, I got... Chores yeah, to all people. Stuff. I'm the one that's trying to turn to a sports. Podcast. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> you wear a Blackhawks jersey like ninety ninety percent of the time. Whenever it's cold, it's really warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has been nice lately. I'm gonna do the brakes in my car, and my parents are coming over. I'm going to Texas Roadhouse for dinner. I'm gonna eat like thirty five of those rolls with the cinnamon butter, and uh, uh, I, I got a, so I got a full day ahead of me. So, without further ado, I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And thanks for listening.